Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, Okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller Tongue. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Made it to a Friday. It's a Mead Friday. Come on in and celebrate with us. Time to celebrate Seton's birthday. The uh, two T-shirts for $49. We got some great new T-shirts. Go to DanPatrick.com. And while you're there... Pick up some of Penny's Bang Biscuits. Proceeds go to some of the uh, charities in the pet industry that we've uh, become familiar with. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Busy first hour. Busy. Feels like it's a full show. Cleveland Indians are changing their name to the Cleveland Guardians starting next season. Also, this in from the Austin Statesman. And uh, Kirk Bowles, who covers college football so well, a prominent Big 12 source tells the American statesman the Texas-Oklahoma move to the SEC is almost done. They've been working on this for a minimum of six months. The move could become official in a week. The Texas A&M leadership was left out of the discussions, and they were not told about this. (laughs) Surprise! Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, Texas. Oh, we forgot to tell you that. No, no, we emailed you. (laughs) You didn't get the email? (laughs) Way down on the bottom, you know, and said, uh, oh, by the way, you know, because there's certain things that the longer it is, the less you read, and you're just like, okay, I get it, I get it, I get it. And he put something super passive-aggressive, like, unless anyone objects, we're allowing (laughs) Texas and Oklahoma in the SEC. It's like letter K if you start at A. Yeah. Horns down if you don't agree with Texas joining the SEC. <laughs> yeah, Paul. Greg Sankey's on the phone with some guy at A&M, the boss of the athletic department. Uh, how things down at College Station? Yeah, you got the new COVID rules we sent over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't forget the SEC uh, days. And by breakfast the way, tacos, huh? Yeah, yeah. breakfast tacos down at Torchies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And don't forget that we're going to grab Oklahoma and Texas. Bye. Huh? You Wait, just hang. What? <laughs> what? 
The one night the whole world comes together, the world's biggest show and the world's biggest stage, opening ceremony, Tokyo Olympics, Friday at 7.30 Eastern on NBC. And after a year-long wait, the Summer Olympics finally here. It hasn't been smooth because COVID's impact and continued protocols make a significant mark on these Olympics. But if Tokyo can pull this off, it'll be a huge relief for the athletes because you have to figure they missed out last year. You have a really small window as an Olympic athlete in your sport. And maybe it's your only shot. But now that we're going, uh, some of the games have already started. And, uh, you know, obviously Simone Biles, Katie Ledecky, household names, the basketball players. The beauty of the Olympics is there's always two, three, four, five athletes that you didn't know about, but you fall in love with their story. Hopefully the athletes remain healthy and the games deliver that special kind of Olympic magic that we've all come to expect. Poll question there, Fritzy. Okay, we went with uh, what niche sport would you like to win gold in? Okay. Right now, fencing's at 37%, water polo 25 <laughs> badminton and judo and other battling it out at 12.5% each. Milwaukee Bucks, a successful parade, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get their Super Bowl rings. But I keep saying that you got to, I'll give you the Super Bowl ring. How about I give you something you can actually wear in, in, you know, in public. But everybody tries to top everybody every year. And it just looks like it's costume jewelry after a while. I mean, they're ugly. I mean, I'm sure valuable for a variety of reasons. But, I, you know, when you see the real old guard NFL Hall of Famers and they've got their Super Bowl rings, they can wear them out. It, it looks like it's a, a, a high school ring that you would get or a college ring. We're going to talk some basketball in a little bit about what the Lakers are going to do in the offseason because there's been some news there. Also, Golden State, I think, is a tricky team to keep an eye on. They want to make some moves. I think they're really interested in Bradley Beal, whether they get him or not. But also the Lakers, who are you bringing in to take Dennis Schroeder's place? And who's available? feels like everybody's available except for LeBron and Anthony Davis. Do you bring in Russell West, uh, Russell Westbrook? Do you bring in Kyle Lowry? Do you bring in Mike Conley? Like uh, Malcolm Brogdon? You know, there's there's a variety of play. Chris Paul is he available? Like what is real and what is not? So we'll uh, talk some basketball coming up. Is uh, Tom Pelissero uh, with us there, Paulie? Any minutes. Okay, Tom Pelissero does a great job covering the NFL for the NFL Network and uh, had some details on what's going on in the NFL with uh, the COVID protocols, the NFL dropping the new rules for vaccinations and forfeits there because there's no real wiggle room to make up a game. Like last year, you had eight games that were moved. No games were canceled. But now the NFL is saying, hey, if you don't want to get vaccinated and your team is forced uh, to, to forfeit, you don't get paid. And the team you're playing against doesn't get paid. This is about the bottom line with the NFL. And I said it in the first hour, you want to make it uh, uh, red versus blue, Republican versus Democrat. It's not red and blue, it's green. It's just protect your best interest. If you're a player, do whatever you need to do. You get your paycheck. Because the NFL is not concerned about your safety other than what's it mean for their bottom line, and that is to be able to fill up these stadiums. And the NFL is going to move on with or without you. And if you don't want to get the vaccine, I know people, there's people in my family tree that they have not received the vaccine. They don't want the vaccine. 
But if they come to my house, there's certain things that I ask them to do. That's all. You, you, you may not want to protect you as much as I want you to protect me and my family if you come in. The same thing I said in the first hour about the Danettes. If they didn't want to get vaccinated, then it's up to them. There's a different policy for them when they come into the man cave or they're going to have to do the show from home. Those are things that I ask them to do. I'm running my business. It's the same with the NFL. They're running a business. Tom Pelissero joining us on loan from the NFL Network. Explain the NFL memo that came out yesterday, Tom. Well, Dan, the headline item is, of course, that the NFL is now telling clubs in no uncertain terms that if any game is canceled and cannot be made up uh, within the regularly scheduled 18-game season and it involves a outbreak among unvaccinated players, then the team that is the has the outbreak is going to forfeit. They are going to take a loss in terms of playoff seating. They're also going to be responsible for reimbursing costs to the other team, paying their visiting uh, team share pool, and potentially, depending if protocols were violated, subject to uh, additional discipline. You know, last year, of course, there were a, a couple of significant outbreaks, one in Tennessee, one in Baltimore. The league ran probes on those, but at no point was a forfeit ever considered. Um, you had some of the same ramifications. The players on neither team would get paid if a game were canceled. The NFL made a bunch of adjustments, moved some things around. They were able to play uh, all 256 games in the 17-week season, but they also always held out the possibility they could use and add a week 18 to make up any games. In this memo, it makes very clear in bold-faced type, we do not anticipate adding a 19th week to the season and even goes so far as to say that if the team is not ready to play when they are scheduled to play under the Constitution and bylaws, that is conduct detrimental, and the commissioner could take action against a club if they are not able to play a game, and specifically if it is because they had unvaccinated individuals who tested positive and caused an outbreak. What role is the NFL Players Association played? The NFL and the NFLPA have negotiated uh, all the protocols to this point, including uh, the fact that players on neither team would get paid. In terms of team discipline, in terms of the forfeit and the loss, those are league decisions that they make uh, unilaterally because that would not involve the players. Uh, so the players' compensation does not change. But in terms of all the protocols, the differences between vaccinated and unvaccinated individuals, mask wearing, the daily testing versus testing every two weeks, the significant travel restrictions, the NFLPA has uh, jointly negotiating all of those. And in fact, the union sent a memo uh, to all players yesterday that once again reiterated what is really the top line item in all of this that uh, the union its medical experts say that you have tested vaccines that are effective even though they have maintained that it's every player's individual choice and the league is not mandating it it's a very uh, strong message from the union and the league there are upwards of 78 percent of players within the league that have at least one vaccine shot and they are aiming to get as many people vaccinated as possible before we get to september yeah i wonder about you know you talk about individual rights and some of these players have brought this up so what does a team do to accommodate, for the lack of a better word, somebody like DeAndre Hopkins or Cole Beasley who says, I don't want to get vaccinated, but I still want to play? Well, they're allowed to do that because the vaccine is not mandated for the players. But every team is going to be individually having to sort out how they're arranging 
their locker room. Uh, you know, we've seen in other sports, whether it's the Yankees outbreak among vaccinated individuals, whether it's Olympic athletes, you've got vaccinated people uh, who are testing positive and they're being uh, pulled out of competition. Now, the NFL memo also yesterday uh, made reference to the fact that vaccinated individuals potentially can return to play sooner. They only need to have two uh, if they're asymptomatic, they would need to have two negative tests 24 hours apart, and then they can return. There's no mandatory 10-day waiting period. But, of course, if you test positive and it's a real positive, you're probably going to test uh, positive for a while. But still, I've talked to uh, medical officials with teams who have, I wouldn't call them concerns, but certainly questions about, as you see the Delta variant, as you see other variants of this virus, as you see case numbers uh, double around the country every couple of weeks right now. You know, the place we're in in late July, why is that going to be uh, significantly better than where we might be in September if the case numbers continue to rise? And if so, do you roll back those restrictions? Because I can tell you this, Dan, when you talk about – I've talked to many, whether it's players, coaches, agents for players, front office people. There's a lot of people who had some level of hesitancy and did not want to take the vaccine. And in a lot of cases, people ended up getting it because – they don't want their lives to be like last year. They want to be able to get back to living like normal. In the cases of coaches uh, and front office people, they can't even be around the team, really. There's major restrictions unless you get an exemption uh, if you do not get vaccinated. So now all of a sudden, if the league comes back and says, actually, you are going to have masks. Actually, we are still going to have separated travel. Actually, the sauna is going to close again. That would be a really hard sell and so the nfl for the moment is just continuing to emphasize what they did yesterday which is just here's all the reasons again that it is going to be in the best interest of you your team and the league if you get vaccinated i'm federally mandated to ask you about aaron Rodgers if you think he'll show up what's the end game here the one thing that i've heard consistently dan from people who know aaron Rodgers is everyone believes that he has and has had a plan and that he has not communicated that plan to the powers that be. The Packers have not <laughs> been told anything about whether or not uh, he is going to show up. There are certain levers that he potentially could pull between he could show up on time, he could decide to hold out five days into camp, eat $250,000 in fines, and then show up day six before they can go after his bonus money. He could choose to temporarily retire. He could choose to pull what uh, is sometimes called a hold-in where you show up but basically don't practice. But this collective bargaining agreement looks upon that a little bit more harshly in terms of if there's a material failure to uh, perform your duties, then uh, you know there's additional discipline that can come into play. So you, know, you still have a lot of, of moving parts. Uh, the Packers have made clear publicly and privately for months uh, that they are not trading Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I am not under the impression, based upon what I know, that that has changed at all. Now, is there any chance that it would change if you got into mid-August or September or October or toward the trade deadline and Aaron Rodgers is still not there? That's hypothetical as of now, but the Packers absolutely want Aaron Rodgers back. They've stood at the ready, whether it's uh, the contract that we reported back in March and April that they had tried to negotiate and that they had not been able to strike a deal, whether it's other potential changes in the organization. They're basically saying, tell us what you need to make this work. And to this point, Aaron Rodgers hasn't really done that. I know you had a busy morning. Thank you for uh, making some time for us, Tom. Thank you, and uh, have a great weekend. Anytime, Dan, you too. That's Tom Pelissero, NFL Network reporter. You know, the Aaron Rodgers situation, like he has a plan, but he's not telling anybody. (laughs) 
People don't realize what Tom Brady did last year and what it meant to other quarterbacks. And, and he's continuing to do it. He had the entire Super Bowl roster coming back. That doesn't happen. He got everybody back. This is where Russell Wilson sat there at the Super Bowl and looked out there and went, I'll be like, what am I doing? Tom Brady is out there playing a Super Bowl and he just left New England and he got an input on the roster. Deshaun Watson tried to do it and then he got in trouble. He was trying to force a trade saying, I want out of here. These quarterbacks and Aaron Rodgers is looking at Tom Brady saying, why can't I do that? And he can. Question is, how accommodating are the Packers going to be? Will they restructure his contract that Aaron Rodgers can somehow get out next year and then go to a team and do what Tom Brady did? I mean, that's, that's, really, that's what's happening here. And it's happening with these other quarterbacks who want to have a say. All Russell Wilson wanted was a seat at the table. When he joined us in February after the Super Bowl, he just wanted them to listen to him. Rodgers, just listen to me. Don't bail on me and don't draft a quarterback. Stay with me. And Tom Brady goes to Tampa and is having the time of his life. And these quarterbacks are looking at that with envy. And so is Aaron Rodgers. We'll take a break. We'll talk some NBA. What are the Lakers doing in the offseason? Is there a real move that they can make? And we'll get to phone calls here. I know the whole college football scenario that we uh, uh, played out for you in the, in the first hour. If you miss anything, you can always go to the podcast and, uh, and listen. But I think we're headed towards an NFL-type format in college football that maybe you have the, the top 40 schools and uh, you let everybody else sort of fend for themselves. I, I, I just I think we're headed in that direction. But we'll uh, we'll take a break here. We'll come back and I will get to the phone calls. It's 17 after the hour here on the Dan Patrick show. I love talking to the people from Stiefel because they make you feel smarter. A lot of things have happened in the last year and you're not sure what you're doing. Change jobs, maybe considering retirement. And if that's your situation, you got a lot of questions. How do you handle a retirement account? Do you have enough money to retire? Is your portfolio invested appropriately? Retirement's a big deal. When it comes to investing for retirement, most people can't afford to make mistakes. Stiefel has been helping clients like you manage investments for over 130 years. Your Stiefel financial advisor helps you create a personalized retirement plan. And then you understand your options for claiming social security, implementing an investment portfolio really designed around your needs. Plus, Stiefel clients have access to Stiefel's award-winning equity research and investment strategy views so you can make more informed decisions regarding your portfolio. Find your Stiefel financial advisor at Stiefel.com, S-T-I-F-E-L.com, Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member S-I-P-C. NYSE. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. 
With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find. That's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and Holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Damn, busy day. We're only halfway through, and it's a meat Friday, by the way. How about this for Meat Friday? On the Traeger right now, shrimp tacos, grilled chicken tacos, flank steak tacos. Once again, who has it better than us? Nobody. We'll get to more phone calls coming up. (laughs) Bring in Mark Spears, senior NBA writer for the undefeated. How jealous are you with uh, Meat Friday there, Mark? Man, I got a Traeger. I got a Traeger. Okay. I'm warming it up tonight. I'm, you now you inspired me to get some steaks. 
All right. Is that your go-to on the Traeger? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still, I got to get past novice status. Uh, my wife is talking bad about me, like not paying attention <laughs> to the app as well as I need to and the thermometer. Would you like to talk to my advisor, my Traeger advisor? Because I'd be willing to do that for you. Yes. Okay. I will. I will oh, this, have, is a, uh, this is with all seriousness. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't joke yeah. when it comes to barbecue. No, man. Now, it depends on how good you are in this segment. If, if you're good, then I'm going to give you my advisor's number. <laughs> okay? No pressure, Mark. Okay? Oh, man. Oh, uh, man. All right. Here we go. We're going to play a game. Hey, man, can I say it's a... Uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you, man. You're a legend in this business, so it's a pleasure. Thank you, Mark. I did I did see your Michael Jordan story. And it it I always tell my Jordan story of how competitive he is. Yeah. And after he hit the shot in Utah, we thought his career was over. He ended on a championship jumper, and we were ready to go on Sports Center, and I'm gonna interview him. And he comes in, he's drenched in champagne, his jersey's out, basketball in his arm, Cuban cigar, does the interview, and he gets up. And I don't know what to say because I think this is the last time he's going to play a game. So I said, man, it's a shame you're retiring. And he turns, he goes, why is that? I said, I, man, I'd like a piece of you. He goes, what the? F and he said, stand up. So I'm in my suit and tie. <laughs> so I got Phil Jackson ready to go on Sports Center with me. Yeah. We just went to commercial break. Stand up. So I stood up. He goes, how the bleep would you guard me? So I put my arm in, in his back like a forearm bar. And he goes, I would. And then he just, there are a lot of MFers in there. And then he walked out the door. And I sat down. I went, what just happened? What just happened? And Phil Jackson goes, you see what I, I dealt with all the time? Tell your Michael Jordan story. Well, it, it's actually a story I got from Maktar Njai. Nick Scout, former North Carolina player. And, and, you know, as you know, Dean Smith always had former players come in. So one day, um, uh, Michael Jordan came in just to visit with the players, and he goes by, and Dean has him shake all the guys' hands. And, hey, what's your name? Oh, I'm Anton Jameson. Nice to meet you. Hey, what's your name? I'm Vince Carter. Nice to meet you. Well, Maktar is crazy, man. He goes to the end of the line, and Jordan comes up to him and goes, hey, what's your name? He's like, Maktar Njai. What's your name? <laughs> what, 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 uh, Michael, nice to meet you, Michael. And Michael goes, well, um, where are you from? Senegal. Well, they must not have much basketball in Senegal if you don't know who I am. And he goes, yeah, yeah, nice to meet you. But and, and Akeem Olajuwon's the greatest player of all time, by the way. <laughs> oh, wow. Jordan gets pissed off, runs into the back, puts on some practice gear comes out and tells Dean Smith, give me your walk-ons. The guys at the end of your bench, I'm playing your starters. So he proceeds to play with like Serge Wicker and some other guys I don't remember. And apparently they played Serge Wicker looked like a number one pick in the draft next to Jordan, right? And they're killing Vince Carter. And Vince is pissed at Mac because he has to guard him, right? But Jordan's trying to dunk on Mac. Doesn't, doesn't Mac gets out of the way. Jordan basically shows those Maktar and everybody else who he is in case they didn't know. And he's in his prime with the Bulls at the time. And um, so years later, uh, Anton Jameson had a day off with the Wizards. He goes to Miami for a Super Bowl weekend and Maktar's with him. So they're trying to get in this club and Jordan comes out from the rooftop 
And they basically like, Mike, 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 can you let us in? Can you let us in? <laughs> and Jordan yells down to Mac, Mac Tar, oh, now you remember my name, uh, Africa? Why, why don't you go tell Akeem to help you get in and walks back in. So I heard, I heard Jameson was mad at Mac Tar for getting that story out. But this is Hoop Stories and Undefeated. We got a couple. They're car- animated, which I think makes it funnier and Last one was on James Harden's bodyguard getting beat up in San Francisco. And uh, hopefully uh, ESPN will get behind it and we'll have more soon, man. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, that was great. Um, how about we play fill in the blank? Okay. All right. The Greek freak is the blank player in the world. He's the best now. He's the best. I, but But I also thought, I, I kind of think if you're finals MVP, you own that that title for the summer. Unless it's Andre Iguodala. <laughs> no, it's his title for the summer. <laughs> yeah. He finals MVP. That's just how I feel about it. I mean, Kevin Durant's the best in the world to me. I'd, I'd still take him over anybody. But I was impressed with Giannis's, Giannis finally getting out of his own way and going inside. Uh, I thought shooting the threes is certainly not his game. Um, being uh, easy to guard by taking those long steps and letting people jump in front of him. He he did what my coach always told me to do in college and high school, get your butt in the post. Yeah. And once he got his butt in the post, man, he dominated. There was nothing they could do. He doesn't score a 50 if he's shooting jumpers. No, and, and, and we've bought into this game plan of that's what you have to do. And I said the same yeah. thing on the show. I said, nobody can guard him down low. And, yeah. and, and if you miss your first shot, you'll get your second shot. They dominated on the offensive glass. Yeah. I, it was like, I'm not going to play into your strategy. You got to play into my strategy. And, yeah. and that's why, I mean, he was, he was exceptional. For a guy who doesn't Dan, have a go-to move, he, yeah. he, he certainly scored he, a lot. He, Dan, he neutralized his superpower by shooting jump. Yes. You know, and so I, I think this, this series was bad for the analytic people. You had Giannis scoring in the post. Uh, obviously Middleton and Chris Paul and Booker hit a lot of mid-range jumpers. Um, so you can't tell me that scoring in the post and, and making mid-range jumpers is not valuable on this level anymore. We're talking to uh, Mark Spears, senior NBA writer for the Undefeated. Um, you had a lot of chatter about what the Lakers could do in the offseason. Could do. Yes, sir. Um, let's Let's look at... How about what what should they do, and then we, if it's different from what they will do, what should they do? Well, what they should do is find a veteran point guard. You know, they got this window now that's that's not that wide open. Um, obviously, health I think ruined everything for them this year. They could have potentially repeated, but they're looking for a veteran point guard, and they need to. Uh, I've heard that Russell Westbrook's on that list. I've heard that Chris Paul is on that list. Obviously, it's not easy. It's just making some trade. But they do have some assets. You know, Dennis Schroeder could do a sign and trade. Um, Kyle Kuzma is an interesting young player. I've seen enough of, and I think you've seen enough of, Taylor Horton Tucker, where our, I think what the kid's like 20, and he, he's a bucket getter, man. So um, they have some pieces that they could move. It's not trading the AD or LeBron, but um, I, I'd be intrigued to see if Washington, especially if Bill wants to go, could be interested in, in moving Russell back home. Chris, Chris Paul's is more complicated. Yeah, I don't like Russell 
going. I, his tempo is different than than LeBron, so that that would concern me. Um, Chris Paul, yeah, but I could like Kyle Lowry makes maybe oh, yeah. a, a little more yeah. sense than than yeah, those guys. Yeah, exactly. Um, Malcolm Brogdon, Mike Conley, maybe I don't know. Yeah, but it just feels like it's going to be tricky. Like when it's yeah. all said and done, what do you think the Lakers look like? Next season is Kyle Kuzma there, Schroeder there. No, no, <laughs> Schroeder already took the uh, Lakers off his Instagram page. Man, he's letting you know that he's not coming back. <laughs> I, I, I think for Kyle, man, and I, I'm not speaking for Kyle, but I think he needs to get out of that Lakers sh- shadow the same way Brandon Ingram flourished afterwards, the I same agree. way Julius Randle. Um, Jordan Clarkson, like they all flourished after they left. But I think they like it. I think Kyle Kuzma likes being a Laker, even though being a Laker is not the best thing for his career. Does that make sense? I, I think he likes it off the court. Yeah. But he, he seems to play much better when he's a starter. So, you know, it, it's interesting that you meant, mentioned the Kyle Lowry thing. Um, if Kyle says, I want to be a Laker, I think Masai Ujiri respects him and helps them make that happen. Mm. And the one thing that helps the Raptors is, hey, they do have some assets that we could get back to to help our team and, and the, you know, not lose Kyle for nothing. Let me get your Damian Lillard prediction. Whew. Man, I've known Dame since he came into the league. I, saw, I was at that famous workout in, at Merritt College in Oakland. That was the greatest workout I've ever seen. He's the told me that he's loyal, but not to a fault. And I think the loyalty has run out. Um, I think there's certainly a lot of pressure on the Blazers to make something happen, to make it attractive going into next season. But what can they do? They don't have a lot of assets. They don't have much they could trade. I mean, you could only get so much for C.J. McCollum. Their team pretty much needs an overhaul. Their bigs are always hurt. I, I don't know if they could do enough in time. So... After this Olympic experience, is not going to help the Blazers. They, he, he's next to KD. He's next to like Draymond. He's next to guys like, hey, why don't you come play here? Why don't you, you know, let me see what I could do. So I, I'm, I'm really nervous for the Blazers right now. But perhaps what Giannis did might give them another breath. But he basically told them, you got to make some moves, man. Like I'm, I'm not coming back with this team. Um. The Warriors are intriguing for me because it feels like they want to do something. Now, I thought they yeah. would compete for the title if everybody was healthy this last year. I, I thought that, that, that much of that roster. But it just feels like, can they package some players, some picks? Can they, can they take a big swing here in the offseason? I'm, I'm actually not going to go to the draft because the world is crazy right now. I live in the Bay. But I am going to go to the Warriors media availability because, to your point, I think they're going to do something. And I, I think they might have the blockbuster move. They have seven. They have 14. They, Wiggins had a solid season. Wiseman, I think, is going to be special. Um, I saw enough from him that I think, and especially when you see what happened with Aiton, you got to be patient with Biggs. I think they're fine if they leave their team alone. Like, Clay is going to yeah. be back. Wiseman's going to be better. I don't know that they really need to make a blockbuster move. In fact, I would just be patient and perhaps wait until midseason. But what if somebody dangles Beal? What if 
the Blazers are like, hey, what about Dame for some of that young? <laughs> but they they have assets to to make a move, and I'm sure that they're having a lot of conversations. If, if there is a team that's going to make a move, I put them on the list, and I put Washington on the list too. Before I let you go, I know you wrote a column on uh, LSU star Cameron Thomas. It's not just about him being a top NBA draft pick. It's it's more about his mom and the role that she's played in, in making him become that kind of man. Yeah, no, Leslie Thomas, basically, uh, how many moms you know, like, took rebounds? Uh, yells at her son for making free throws, not making free throws because they're free. And so from the beginning, when he was two years old, she groomed him into being the star. And, and there are the NBA teams that wonder, is Cameron Thomas, who averaged 23 points, who, who was a first-team All-SEC, who led off freshman scoring, is mom going to get in the way? Well, I think in this story, you see that mom is actually pushing him to the next level. And, uh, and she's an Army veteran. Friendship. Yeah, she was in the Army for four years. Uh, Will Wade said he's the most disciplined freshman he's ever had, the coach at LSU. He said, this kid shows up 20 minutes early to practice. Uh, like, what freshman does that? <laughs> like, so <laughs> I think his mom has in, instilled some Army values that, along with his scoring ability, is, is going to make him a very intriguing prospect on Thursday. Uh, Fritz, he's going to reach out to you, and I'm going to put you so – So I got it? I, I think by all accounts – I passed the test? Now, let's vote. Let's vote if Spears gets to talk to our barbecue advisor, Chad, at Traeger. Paulie? He nailed the Jordan story right to the point. Okay. Fritzy? Absolutely. Okay. Seaton? Yeah. Crush, get the man the number. All right. I was going to say no, but, uh, you know, it's... Hey, but that's three out of four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're that's right. three out of four, huh? Three out of... <laughs> uh, my vote counts as two, just to let you know, Mark. Um, yeah, but I still but I still passed. I know. You did. You did. So this I'll my get... LSU San Jose State math. I think I still passed. <laughs> wow. I'm going to uh, I'm going to have Fritzy reach out to our uh, our Traeger advisor. He's actually a oh, champion man. griller, and uh, he'd be more than happy to help you in uh, giving you some advice. Man, you made my day, brother. Thank have you. a great weekend, Mark. Thanks for joining us. Pleasure. Mark Spears, senior NBA writer for The Undefeated. That was good stuff. Take a break. Phone calls are next. Coming up top of the hour, we'll get more details on Oklahoma and Texas joining the SEC. Also, Brady Quinn, former Notre Dame star, uh, working for Fox. Brady will talk to us as well. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, or you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Oh, you'll never guess what we were doing during the commercial break. We were looking at Super Bowl rings. Every one of them from back when the Packers won the first Super Bowl. Now, see, the the Packers look like those are high school rings, but you could wear that. I remember seeing Jerry Kramer when he had his Super Bowl ring on, the Hall of Fame lineman. And and it just was it was classy. I who do you think started the cow? Did the Cowboys go a little bigger? Is that when is that when it started, Paul? Yeah, the Cowboys, I think, won Super Bowl six. Uh it got a little flashy with the diamonds, but yeah. then it kind of went back a little bit, and they were generally normal. The Oakland Raiders, theirs was a little flashy. But then around, like, um, the Broncos, when they won their two Super Bowls back-to-back, they became like a box. Almost like a, it felt like a presentation, not a ring. Yeah. It felt like an ornament. Yeah, I, th- I think that they should come up with two rings. Not that the owners are going to want to do this, but you have one that you could wear Socially. You should see the uh, 85 Bears Super Bowl, right? Oh! <laughs> I can't look directly at it. Uh, I mentioned uh, on occasion that we're in nearly 400 cities around America, uh, cities like uh, Des Moines, 
1460 KXNO. Des Monet, as we got it. Thank God you were there with me on that flight, Paulie. It was a flight to Chicago. And the flight attendant, she was lovely. She was young. But um, she, she had... She got she got on the loudspeaker and she was, uh, you know, kind of in a and uh, uh, when we stop in Chicago and we have a uh, brief layover and then we will be headed towards Desmonet. <laughs> we went crazy in the back. You were up front. I was in the back. I went, oh, my God. Desmonet. Desmo- and, and then we'll be going to Desmonet. <laughs> Also, a great affiliate in Portland, uh, 102.9, 750 the game. Uh, the ticket, 760 in San Antonio. Thank you for your support. We have a theory. The Cleveland Indians are changing their nickname. They are going to be the Cleveland Guardians. Paulie showed me the logo, and it looks really similar to the Indians in just, in just the, uh, the wording, the lettering, the color, uh, the font looks looks really similar. Guardians, you're missing the Indians. Guardians just feels like they're trying to keep it as close as possible to what they once were. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, if you look at the logos, people are putting them side by side on the internet, and there's very little change in the yeah. font, the look, the color. Yeah. Um, they still use the baseball with the stitching in one of the logos. Um, the the Cleveland font is very similar to the Indians font they were using on the jerseys the past few years. Yeah. So it, it's it's as subtle as it could be while technically being away from the offensive list. Yeah, that was an hour ago that we got word that they were changing their nickname. And then we had the story about we're probably a week away from the official announcement that Texas and Oklahoma are going to the SEC. And uh, we'll talk to uh, one of the reporters on this story, uh, Kurt Bowles, who had the uh, news with the American Statesman earlier today about this move, that it's going to happen. And the fact that the SEC didn't let Texas A&M in on this information, I find fascinating. So Kurt will join us coming up top of the hour. Some phone calls here. People have been on hold for a while. Steve in Virginia. Steve, thanks for holding. What's on your mind today? Yeah, so I was wondering if you think if they do split it up, Dan, do you think that they will split it up just in football and do it like Notre Dame is and just do it football-wise or will they split up all the sports? I don't know that, Steve. And and once again, I'm just giving you an educated guess that if you do this for football, can you? what do you do with your other sports? You know, there's a lot of big-time basketball programs. What happens? And I'm not sure. I just know that football is probably going to it's going to secede from the NCAA and it's going to stand alone. It just makes the most sense. You you just you're going to restructure college football. I, I truly believe that that's what's going to happen. Brad in North Carolina. Hi, Brad. Hey, DP. Hey, uh, yesterday you had mentioned uh, that if you were Clemson and Clemson shoes, you'd want to stay in the ACC as long as possible. And I'm of that opinion because there's generally one or two French contenders. But also something that 
sparked my curiosity is the ACC signed what is known as a grant of rights about two or three years ago with the formation of the ACC network. And each member institution is locked in for a 20-year period, and it would be financially untenable for them to leave the conference. So I guess my question to you is – is this moving so quickly and the money growing so fast that what would have been untenable two years ago be certainly tenable for a Clemson, say, next year? There's always a loophole, a buyout. You know, we talk about this where you have somebody's contract. And you go, you can't move that contract, and then that contract gets moved. Somehow, some way, it works. But I don't know. If I'm Clemson, I want to, I want to stay in the ACC. Like I'm, I'm guaranteed playing for a championship every year. I'm in the playoffs every year, guaranteed. I mean, I was surprised that Oklahoma would want to join the SEC uh, just from the outside looking in because Oklahoma's guaranteed of playing. If you expand this to 12 teams, Clemson's there every year. I mean, you don't even have to expand it. Oklahoma is there. Uh, Notre Dame is there. Ohio State is there. There's certain schools you're just going to plug in every single year. They're going to be there. I think the relegation aspect of this is what would make this really even more interesting. You have the, let's say you have 40 schools and you have your scheduling launch party. Now you know Ohio State may open up with USC and then Ohio State's next game is Notre Dame and then Alabama is playing and, you know, throw out a, a school. Alabama's playing Oklahoma. You're, you're going to get these matchups because that's what you have in the NFL. You're going to have your divisions. You'll have four divisions around the country. You'll have 10 teams. Net, you'll have networks will work on the schedule. Then at the end of the year, you're going to have the relegation part of this where you have the top 40 schools ranked, regular season ranked, now, all of a sudden, you get to those teams that, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're deciding who stays in the top 40. I mean, that, it, I know it may sound crazy, but there are a lot of things that sounded crazy, and then all of a sudden, it happens, and you go, I'll be damned. Uh, let's see, Caleb in Oklahoma. Hey, Caleb. And you couldn't be more right about this. It's all for the money. And I know you don't think, oh, you should jump, but I am excited to have the SEC come through Norman. I run a small business here. I cannot wait for those excited Southerners <laughs> to show up with their fistful of dollars, ready for mimosas and poached eggs. I'm going to sell them. I'm going to clean up. And I was just curious, Dan, when did you sell out? When did I sell out? Yes, sir. Uh, I guess it's ongoing, Caleb. <laughs> I don't know if I sold out. I left ESPN, Caleb. What's the opposite of selling out? You went to your attic. Yeah, I, I, I was doing the show for a couple of years in my attic, Caleb. We took pay cuts, Caleb. Did you sell out? Yeah. <laughs> you and your fancy attic. Yeah, I know. Your highfalutin uh, attic. Yeah. It was right after he hit rock bottom. That's when we sold out. That's too. <laughs> yeah. It was like, uh, man. I think people see this now. And they're like, oh, okay. It's like people go, hey, uh, I would have worked for you. I go, no, you wouldn't have. I would have told you not to work for me. We were in my attic. We had to assemble our chairs in the backyard. Do you remember that? Yeah. We, were, we got them, and we were like, we're getting new chairs. You're carrying <laughs> them up that damn staircase, I'll tell you that. <laughs> you got us some really nice chairs, and, and they came in the box. We opened up like, yeah. oh, assembly required. Yeah. 
Caleb. At ESPN, remember, we never had to assemble our desk. We did not. Not once. <laughs> yes. I didn't. Yes, Todd. Good times. Thank you. I'd like Caleb to walk into work today and say, hey, you know what? I think we're doing too well. Yeah. Let's dial it back. Yeah. Hey, let's everybody come to my kitchen at home and then we'll start there. Caleb. I would love to sell out. I can't. <laughs> I've been trying yes. for 14 damn years. Yeah, I know. Yes, Todd. I just love leading up to the shows. You can hear your wife in the morning. She's yeah, who's having breakfast. Just trying to get the kids out to school. Oh, I know. All the behind the scenes stuff from downstairs. Caleb. Final hour coming up on this Meet Friday. Kurt Bowles, who's got some information on Oklahoma and Texas joining the SEC. And Brady Quinn, Fox College football analyst, will stop by as well. Caleb. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.